Okay, so good morning, everyone. Um, today on Car Park Combos, we are joined with the lovely Maria Nielsen from Atmosphere. <laughs> um, Maria and I have been close friends for a number of years now, so um, it's with great pleasure that I get to talk to her this morning and chat about all things Atmosphere and sustainability. Um, we've actually been working together over the last sort of 12 months to try and um, address some of the issues that Maria has um, faced in uh, bringing her brand forward with um, sustainability um, aspects. Um, so good morning, Maria. Where are you joining us from today? Good morning, Claire. <laughs> um, well, we, we're based in Byron Bay on the east coast of Australia and um, on Banjalung country. And the Arakwal people of Byron uh, referred to this area as Kavanbar, which translates to a meeting place, which, um, yeah, which I find is very true. It's definitely a meeting place for lots of us. It, it is. We're, we're super, I mean, I, I should say as well, I'm also um, coming to, I'm on this podcast coming to you everyone from Bundjalung country as well um and yeah we are very fortunate to get to live on this beautiful land that the Arakwa people have come from and are a part of where um and it is a meeting place it's you know people from all over the world are drawn to this beautiful region yeah so um I mean yeah, we're going to obviously get into the whole sustainability chat um, around atmosphere and everything that we've been doing and try and, you know, tell everyone about <clears throat> um, some of the things that we've experienced while we've been working on um, changing a few things within um, the wetsuits and the, the um, textiles and the packaging. Um, but first of all, and most importantly, have you been getting any waves? <laughs> Yes, I did get a sneaky little wave in on the weekend down in Crescent. Nice. Before the before the devastating floods happened again. Yeah. I got yeah, I got a little bit of clear blue water and um yeah, it was it felt so dreamy to just be able to cover my body in the ocean because totally. as you know, it's been yeah, you've been up here too. It was just flooding four weeks ago. And the water's been very toxic and hard to get in to surf. Yeah. And especially I'm I'm 34 weeks pregnant, so it's definitely gotten a bit harder to catch <laughs> some waves. But, yes. Um, I think it's very important to let everyone know that you are 34 weeks pregnant and the fact that you got on your log down at Creso is pretty amazing achievement because um, it doesn't look very comfortable to have a, a big baby belly and lying on a no. long plank. <laughs> Definitely gotten harder to get <laughs> get onto the waves and paddle, but yep. once you're up, it's all the same. And yeah, I was frothing at normally, so yeah. it's just yeah. I feel very lucky. I got that little that little window. window. Yeah, that little window, and yeah. um, I'll probably stay out of the water for a little bit longer till the water cleans up again. Yeah, quite brown and yucky for everyone who's not sort of been on the ground up here it's been obviously such a crazy time for people losing their homes and um, businesses and livelihoods it's just been devastating um, and obviously the ocean is copying it too like uh, you know there was probably three weeks there where 
you didn't even want to get your toes wet because there was just so much toxic runoff from all the agricultural areas around this region, um, you know, and then all of the rubbish as well that has been swept down through the rivers and, um, yeah, climate change turning, you know, massive disaster, just such a huge disaster to this area. And um, when the water gets crystal clear again, I think we're all going to rejoice and I think Mother Mother Earth will be rejoicing as well. Yeah, definitely. And it will need a big... um, beach cleanup after totally. after rebuilding the community I feel like a big beach cleanup is definitely necessary so I think so too try to get that happening too at some point I reckon yeah me as well um okay so let's let's talk about the inspiration behind atmosphere what like when did you start it what what got you going with it all because it's really grown into something that um, you know, it's, it's way beyond just the Byron community now. You know, you can, I've surfed overseas and seen women wearing your suits and you go down the East Coast and there'll be so many people wearing um, the Atmosphere brand from various seasons. You know, you can see them from the suits that were sort of around five years ago to the ones that are sort of common these days. But, um, yeah, what was your inspiration in starting Atmosphere? Well, I started in 2016 and um, I was very into my art around this time and I loved the idea about being able to express the art through what you were wearing and like using your body as a white canvas and express that magic of surfing through a wetsuit. I was like really into that and I was also very passionate about showing real women and making a stand for body dys- dysmorphia as the surf industry was very sexualized, they, like very sexual. Totally. Like main, back yeah, the mainstream and surf still is. still is. It, yeah, like yeah. women are. And I just wanted women to just put a wetsuit on and feel like a superwoman and be proud of her body, whatever size or shape it is. And, yeah, that was that was my main inspiration, I feel. Yeah, that's really cool because, um, you know, I've surfed the majority of my life and to sort of see the, um, the, the way that the industry has portrayed women over the years, it's, I've never felt aligned with it, you know, like to have pro surfer chicks who absolutely, you know, rip and can surf so well getting paid far less than the, the model that wears the billabong bikini. Um, it's been quite, yeah. you know, we've come a long way from that. Like I know that the industry yeah. has definitely evolved, but your brand has definitely taken a stance in the right direction to support women as they are and, um, you know, to, to just completely erase that sexualization, sexualizing aspect of the female form. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, that's the, that definitely has been one of my main goals to get out of that. Yeah, just be able and like especially with all the social media around it too like seeing women that's super edited and it's not healthy for our teenagers either having like a completely different picture of what we actually look like for sure and hopefully this is actually like you know seeing brands like atmosphere and the other amazing women's surf labels that are out there who are doing this um hopefully it will mean that young women who are just sort of starting to get interested in surfing will have a different um, environment to grow up in around this and they can just be proud of who they are no matter what shape or size they are. 
Yes, let's definitely hope so. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope for that. Um, yes. And, okay, so you are, for everyone who doesn't know, you're actually, um, you are Swedish. You were born in Sweden. You've come, yes. you've been in Australia for quite some time now. Um, but obviously yeah. Scandinavian countries are pretty um, progressive in terms of their um, beliefs around environmentalism and sustainability, far more progressive than Australia. Um, has sort of your root with your roots being in Scandinavia has that helped with the progressiveness of the um, of atmosphere to try and address sustainability principles well yeah I do find a lot of inspiration from Swedish brands doing like amazing cool sustainable programs and um, which definitely impacts the way I want atmosphere to co cooperate and um one thing that I've seen a lot in Sweden lately is the circular fashion, like lots of smaller brands and bigger brands are into that. And yeah, yeah, it's like a business module that keeps the product and materials in the continuous circulation. Totally. And we've been talking about that too, you and me, Claire, yes. um, about trying to get like, yeah, to get the um, circular mindset into sure. every step of value yeah. cycle because we're designing being... products to enabling the customer to care for the products and eventually to loop them back into a circle sort of a thing. Totally. And um, obviously textile waste is such a um, huge uh, issue in terms of landfill and the space it's taking up in landfill and just like all the resources that are going into these, especially in fast fashion brands. But um achieving circularity within the like smaller niche brands is something that is achievable, but um, we're, we're definitely having to work through a fair few barriers at the moment to get where we want to with the circularity of, for example, wetsuits um, because uh, recycling systems in Australia are also really, really shit. And yeah. um, at the moment you can't just recycle a neoprene wetsuit super easily so um yeah like building towards a circular um aspect of your business is is really important and i'm excited yeah. to see where we sort of can get to with that yeah i feel so like um yeah so you you and me been working on a few goals so claire has been helping atmosphere like you said before to put up new sustainable goals and meeting some yeah, just reaching some more radical, <laughs> radical transformations <laughs> in the business and the yeah. business model, I guess. And like well, a few we've been working that together. We, yeah, we're working together. <laughs> so a few things that we've been setting up is like we want to have more like work 100% recycled and sustainable source materials and only using reusable and recyclable compostable plastic in our packaging and trying to like get climate neutral manufacturing and be a climate positive business and yep. choosing recycled materials as often as we can, obviously. Totally. And also like we're trying to get a garment collecting in yeah, in collaborations with like different apps like upcycling programs. Yeah. We've actually come across some um, we should tell people about the program that we've come across called um, 
Oh, Shiloh. Yeah, upcycling. <laughs> I forgot the yeah, name of it now. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> basically they take on, you can sort of align with this um, third party and um, send your discarded items to them, such as a wetsuit that's been surfed in a million times and is no longer fit for a chilly early morning session or sunset session. And, um, yeah, you can send it to this um, program and it, they will recycle it. We haven't got it up and going yet, but it, it's it, it look, it's looking exciting if it if it's um, something that can happen with you yeah. because at the moment it's probably the hardest, um, the you know, the most challenging material to work with in terms of circularity. Yeah, it's a tricky one too. Definitely. We found yeah. some, yeah, we found it hard to find proper factories that want to even, want to even take on old neoprene and try to re, do, re, rework on it. So, yeah. yeah. And redesigning and giving new life to old products is like a really, like we would love to do that, but it is hard with dirty old wetsuits. Dirty so, old, yeah. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll just have to start the conversation and hopefully we can get there together with some other brands as well. For sure. And um, maybe, yeah, like how about we talk about Ulex and sort of what we've been trying to achieve with Ulex at the moment. Yeah, we and we that's another thing. We, we would love to work with Ulex instead of the neoprene we're using at the moment. Um, yeah, which is also um a big hurdle i guess for us and just in case anyone Uh, doesn't know what um ulex is it's um patagonia have sort of been the driving force behind ulex um it's a it comes from a renewable source instead of um like traditional wetsuits which are coming from a petroleum source so ulex is um coming from a fsc certified plantation where um you know, like uh, it's it's having far less impact on the environment to extract the material that's needed to produce wetsuits that are made from Ulex as opposed to the traditional um, neoprene. Although, um, Maria, you've actually have you've had a little bit of progress in terms of switching yes. from traditional neoprene. So you're using the limestone um, Yamamoto rubber at the moment in your suits. Um, yes. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, so that is um, that it says to be less environmentally damaged than the petroleum traditional uh, neoprene. Yep. So, but limestone still has, uh, yeah, they still resources come from mining and it comes with its own disadvantages for yeah. that. So we do prefer Ulex, but we, uh, yeah, how, like, we just, there's just one factory that has the rights to work with Ulex at the moment and it's been a lot of um, demand and we have got in contact with them but unfortunately we got on a li- waiting list for to work with them next year but unfortunately that got pushed back again because there's too many, there's too high demands and that we need to reach a certain quantity to be able to work with them too, which we've agreed with, but they still 
we're still on the waiting list. So maybe 2024 we can get in, hopefully, yeah. to change over to that. So I guess that's also a shout-out to the, the industry of any um, leads to to get a smaller brand who's really trying to move forward with sustainability into um, into the UX factory. It's just it's quite crazy that, um, you know, there is such a demand for Ulex and it is by far the best choice. Like as you, as you touched on, um, limestone neoprene, limestone based neoprene definitely comes with its own disadvantages. Um, and there's also a lot of unknowns about, uh, the limestone neoprene. So, uh, yeah, when you've got Ulex, you, you, it's coming from a, a certified industry that's re- far more regulated and it's definitely the pick that we're going for, but just actually not being even able to work with um, a, a factory that will, will, will produce the suits is, is definitely kind of the controls being taken out of our hands with that one. Yeah, so any, any contacts or any, <laughs> any good words for Atmosy for the Ulex factories, all, <laughs> always welcome. Yeah, totally helpful. <laughs> Um, and then, I mean, you've obviously been looking at sustainability within your own brand, but how do you perceive the surf industry in general, um, with sustainability? Well, um, yeah, it's still a quite toxic industry with majority of, yeah, of surfboards and accessories made from single use material, um, that quickly ends up in landfill. But I feel like there are lots of passionate humans working on creating more sustainable products, especially in the last five years. I feel we've seen that. Yeah, there's been a lot of progression. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and Patagonia seems to be one of the leading ways of sustainable sustainability for the surf for a surf company. And um, yeah, I feel like they are a great role model for our atmosphere journey for sustainability for sure totally they've sort of they've definitely um been the the benchmark for a lot of brands i reckon because they've been the first to break break into the unknown um because a lot of this stuff isn't just super straightforward and as you said like the the meeting the um minimum order requirements has has been really hard to come by and it's yeah which kind of shows that it's obviously not the main route that um brands are taking like most brands are still just going down that traditional route of um using whatever materials easiest and cheapest and most available whereas these more sustainable materials are not the norm um and they haven't infiltrated into the mainstream so it's it's definitely been a huge uh, barrier to progress forward yeah 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 and um yeah, so we we sort of yeah we did touch on um, we've obviously talked a lot about the sustainability aspects of the brand, but um, in terms of atmosphere in general, what what are you most proud of, Maria? Um, well, I think yeah, bringing a community together and seeing the community sharing their passions and in- inspiring one of each other. That's been the that's what I feel I'm most proud of and I get so much out of that too. Like just a, yeah, just a community makes me so happy. Totally. And it's, um, it's a massive community. Like I've sort of been friends with you now for about six years and um, I remember at Massey in the early days and it was far smaller than it is 
um, at the moment. And, you know, I've, I remember seeing girls and women in other countries wearing your suits when we were allowed to travel, of course, um, (laughs) the glory days, um, wearing your suits and, you know, like it's, it's definitely branched far beyond just the Byron region. And, um, it's so nice to have a conversation with someone that you don't know who is wearing Atmosy and um, it's just like this common denominator between two people in the surf who can just have a chat and, um, yeah, connect over something that is really awesome. Yeah, no, it's so it's so nice to hear that too and, like, I feel like, yeah, it's such an inspiring environment when I, I see people in the wetsuits and they are talking to each other and like I feel like I I should go up and talk to like I always feel like I want to talk to someone wearing a <laughs> wetsuit and be like hey <laughs> and just hear their story and most people are really appreciated they appreciate when we do that and I feel totally like, yeah it's, yeah it's just exciting to see people yeah and I guess also because yeah. the surf like Surfing for women can be quite intimidating, especially if they've only sort of started surfing in the last few years. Um, it's a kind of an intimidating arena, you know. It's it's dominated by men. Well, sometimes yeah. up in this area you can be 50-50, but um, in most surf breaks around the world it's definitely a male-dominated sport and um, I hate calling it a sport. It's not a sport. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a passion. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, like it's really, it's really cool that that's probably having a community around um, that is so welcoming and inclusive has probably been a real sort of um, yeah, it's made made women's introduction into this sport oh, far out of call it a sport again, um, but <laughs> into surfing, <laughs> yeah, for sure, far easier and uh, you know maybe a lot yummier than what it was when you're a twelve year old grom on a thruster in a beach break with 20 dudes in the light up yeah <laughs> and just uh, maybe from being from Sweden too like creating a community with yeah it's almost yeah it's like a big family in a way you, you know is. like you come out in the water and you recognize all the faces and totally. you have a chat and yeah it's yeah so um good. other than just the community and you know yeah the all the good feelings that have sort of being created from atmosphere what what else keeps you inspired um sorry can you say that again <laughs> i had a blank in my brain <laughs> the pregnant <laughs> or oh, the pregnant brain got you um yeah the pregnant brain just got me i don't know maybe i didn't listen properly <laughs> that's okay um yeah i mean we, we were just talking about inspirations and obviously it's community it's friends it's seen um the spread of uh, atmosphere yeah is like what else plays in it is it nature is it environment like what else helps you keep your inspiration high yeah definitely definitely the so the community that we spoke of for sure and then also the nature for sure okay nature inspire it is my main community and mother nature is my main inspiration and not only for the design but also for the sustainable goals and business goals and the values and yeah I definitely get inspired by the we have a few very passionate ambassadors and uh, atmosphere followers and they inspire me a lot and I 
yeah, I feel like this next range that's coming, it's inspired from yeah, a few of my really good friends and some of the Atmosy audience as well. With like you know, it's been like such a wild roller coaster of a year mentally for lots of us. Yeah, two so years, three like, years. <laughs> yeah, three yeah, many years now. <laughs> many years. But yeah, so this new range is all about the high and lows and like the tides and the weather system and yeah, just crazy life and motherhood as well. Totally. And yeah, just a feeling of the vibration of it of the universe and riding Mother Nature's energy waves and yeah, it's like a psychedelic experience. <laughs> so it's a quite a bit wild wild range coming out and it's all inspired from yeah nature and the community and and just life in general by the sounds of things yeah life in general yeah yeah sure wow psychedelic experience i can't wait for these new weddies to come out (laughs) yeah no i think it's going to be great i think we all need it we need it we do we we need some (laughs) we need the rainbow after the rain literally yes yeah um (laughs) so Earlier in the conversation, we briefly touched on the floods that have been happening up here in um, the Northern Rivers region. Um, We're just a few days post the second inundation of rain that happened. And um, this time, uh, Byron, the Byron CBD and some of the residential area were hit and Suffolk Park. And again, the communities further south and west of Byron, like Lismore and Korokai and Woodburn, like we're seeing some really devastating things happen in this area um, that you can only attribute to climate change and, uh, you know, what what scientists have been telling us for decades now. Um, Greater greater prevalence of these things happening with more impact um, and we're living through it. Um, yeah. Do you feel like we can solve like the big climate questions as a community? Um, because yeah, as I said, we're we're in it right now. We're feeling climate change. Yeah. Well, I feel like after these devastating floods, I definitely feel like it was a lot of like the community came together and like we really. It was very yeah amazing to see that everyone was helping each other out with all their knowledge and people power to build up the community again. And I feel like that is really inspiring to see. And I I reckon if, yeah, if like-minded people and companies just come together to start a discussion on the different way we can come together and hopefully we can help each other to reach some of the, sustainable goals and also to reach like solutions of the climate change together yeah and I think what the floods have really um has it's really put into people's mind who maybe whose head was maybe a little bit in the sand who wasn't really paying that much attention to climate change I think when uh your life is turned upside down the way it has been for so many people across this region, um, it makes you be like, whoa, like, wow, this is actually really happening. Um, yeah. And it could be the silver lining in this awful situation that uh, more people are really jumping on the climate action bandwagon. And another aspect of that is voting. And obviously we need to vote uh, in the yeah. best way possible to create change. Uh, 
of course, community and businesses coming together is also very important. But yeah, I think the positive aspect of what's happening is that is that we're all talking about climate change and we're all worried and we all want action. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, just it's just been great to see to people are getting hope that we can do things together to to make a change. I think from from yeah. all these devastating floods, like the people power has totally. been like incredible. So I feel like that's good too to see that the change can happen with with just individuals. And yeah. Yeah. And then it just, yeah, it does start with that one person, but when everyone's doing it, then it's collectively a powerful impact. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, that sort of wraps up our conversation for today. Um, so thank you for joining us here in the Service for Climate car park combos. <laughs> it's been awesome yeah. to chat to you and um, to sort of, let the audience know about what's happening with Atmosy and how you're trying to progress the brand and focus on sustainability and yeah, also just get to hear from from you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for so much for having me and thanks for being yeah, so inspiring and for helping Atmosy getting like a bit greener every time. <laughs> and My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm also want to say thanks for Surface of the Climate to, yeah, inspire a customer to want to make a better choice of buying for for more sustainable brands and making it easier for them. And yeah, I think it's great what you guys are doing with that. We just joined you guys for as being one of the brands there. So yeah, it's yeah, keep up the good work, everyone. <laughs> yes, we can all give ourselves a little pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.